was scheduled to talk for an hour and 15 minutes, but out of respect for everybody, I'm going to shorten things. But we're, we're, you'll get everything you would have gotten just in a more direct way. And, and Judith asked me to do a practical talk. Because she said people like practical stuff, right? And I'll be as practical as I can. I, I, a, few, I, I can't remember, a few years ago I did a talk, because I, re I really wanted to do a talk where I saw people taking notes, because no one ever takes notes during my talks. So I, I can't remember what I did, but I did a talk, and I was so happy to see everyone's like taking notes. I was like, oh, this is cool. People are writing down what I'm saying. But you know, it's going to be practical. You don't have to write anything down. Because it's dark. So what I'm talking about is, is, is this, this practice that has developed uh, through the work that I've done and then with the work that all the people in the community of plant people in all over the place, but that have like congregated around this work as have done. And, and the way that we started doing this was, I started doing it, I learned from Deborah Francis this concept of just like tasting a plant and, and, and seeing what it does and then talking about it with people. And so I started doing that because I've, felt it was really profound what, what we were receiving as a community by taking a plant, and, and the best way I know how to do it is to do it when you, when you want to really develop that is have some, one person out of the group pick, but pass around unlabeled bottles so you don't know what you're taking, so you don't have any preconceived notions and you taste it. So we started doing that. We tasted it. I had like a little group of like four or five little explorers, and we'd sit there, and, we'd, and then we'd share and over time, we developed like a technology almost of doing this. And it really feels like the way that it's been done forever. This is how people have learned about plants, not you know, from the plants themselves. The plants are the teachers. You want to learn about the plant? Then go up to the plant and say, you're my teacher. I want to learn about you. And do it with reverence and respect. And in, in what you receive will be pretty, in my, in my experience, pretty amazing. And then, especially when you have the group of people doing it, you get to um, hear what everyone else's experience is, and then you get to see the stories that develop and the threads that link everything together. And then you get a real appreciation for the fullness of a plant's medicine. And then we've been doing this for probably close to 10 years now. So we've some of these plants we've worked with so many times, and more and more stuff comes, a deepening and deepening of the appreciation. And when we first started doing it, it was more like, you know, we get, we get the physical, we get some psychological, spiritual stuff. And, but it was more like, you know, okay, well, there's this plant here, and we learned about it, and now we're learning about this plant, and we're learning about that plant. And then over time, what we found was that the plants were, it was like we, we ignited something in this link that, that had been waiting. The plants had been waiting for people to connect in this way. And so then there was this really distinct, I know I can remember exactly the moment that, 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 that everything changed. I was, my f son, Joaquin, we gave him his first, I gave him his first haircut, and I thought, I, I have to take this out to the forest and offer this to Devil's Club, because this is my main ally. So I took it out to the forest, and I made a whole ceremony, and I sang, and I prayed, and I offered this, this thing, and then I laid down under bunch of devil's club and and all of this information started coming and i got a, a beautiful song and and the message was we are here to assist you not just to to help yourself yourselves heal like individually 
and not just to um, to learn about us, but we're actually here to help you as a culture and a species remember how to live in harmony with nature. And so there was this feeling of this, uh, you know, just a battalion, oh yeah, battalion, oh, he's battalion, a battalion, that's I like to think of it that way, a battalion of beings that were behind us, showing us, and then the teaching started coming in a totally more deep way to where so much, and I'm, I'm to, to, to express this, to give you the opportunity to experience this, I brought a plant that's been really um, changing the way I view the world in a, in, a, in a big way, and my relationship to the world is Aspen, Quaking Aspen. And also, of course, we're in the Quaker church, so I might as well work with Quaking Aspen. <laughs> so, but before we get to that, I'll just give a little bit of the practical part. So how do you do this? How do you do this? So I talk about these, creating these circles. Anybody can create these circles and sit and taste the plants and go into a state of meditation with them. And the stuff I was talking about yesterday is totally pertains to this, just getting out of the, the conscious mind, the conceptual mind, getting into your feeling body so you can really receive the plants in a good way. Um, I mentioned already the respect, having the respect for them. These are, are, are um, each one of these plants is an embodiment of deep spiritual wisdom. They, they are receiving the, the light of the sun. And the same way that the, that the plants take the sun's light and convert it into, uh, through photosynthesis into food that, other, that animals can consume and feed themselves, they take the wisdom of the sun. The sun is sort of the guide I don't know how it is in astrology, but in, in my cosmology, the sun is like the guiding force of, of, of the earth and, and gives us information through the solar winds. So the plants receive that. We can't, it's too much for us to receive directly. We can't look at the sun. We can't receive that information. The plants are the mediators. They take that information in, and then each one has their part based on like what Sage was talking about, their, their role in the environment, that whole thing. Is, is part, it all is part of the same thing. So then when we, especially when we go to the places where the plants are, where their habitat is, and then do this kind of work, then it takes it to another level. But even in this way, it's very good. So they, they can transmit to us this information so that we can be harmonious with the rest of life. So it's a, it's a good deal. And... <clears throat> In, in this time, we need all the help we can get because there's so many things that can distract us and so many things that can take us off and there's so much you know, chaos in the thought forms of the world. And so for me, I, it's too much for me. I, I realized that I was writing and trying to condense an introduction. I wrote an article for a, for a journal and I tried to condense what this plant work means for me. And the thing that really came through was, was um, like, like a, 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 an impersonal God that's like beyond my understanding. I realized that was a really hard thing for me to conceive of. And how do I, what do I do with that? Like just, yeah, I can pray to God, but it's, it's, by definition, God is beyond my comprehension, beyond what I can understand. So for me to have things that are, are real, that are... Uh, each one a different facet of that 
the, the, the vast beingness of the universe. And the plants are that. I can, I can go and look at a plant. I can walk past a plant. I can open my heart. I used to do this all the time when, when I was walking around Portland with my uh, son Finn in the stroller. I'd walk down the block, no wind, nothing, just totally still and calm. Open my heart as I approach the block, and then all the plants start. So it's like this instant understanding that, yes, we are in communion. There's something there that's reacting to my presence. So I know that I'm in connection there. So I, ha- I, I, I devote, I've devoted my life to the plants. And they've responded by making, giving me more than I could ever imagine I could get, the bounties of the things that I've received from them in terms of my own personal healing, direction in life, that I get to sit here in front of a group of people which I never would have imagined in my life because I was the most incredibly shy person. The last thing I ever wanted to do was do something like this. But they've taught me how to do this because that's what they wanted me to do. And they told me to do it, and at first I said no, and then I said, I better do it because they, if they think I can do it, I better do it. And they've given me so much, I'll do anything, I'll do anything they ask me. So here I am. So when, you're, when, you're, when you are starting a study of plants in this way, what I recommend is to start with one plant and, and really make a relationship with that plant. And the way to pick the plant is there's many ways you can do it. You can you know, just hear somebody like me talk about it and go, oh, that plant sounds cool, I'll do that one. You might have the plant uh, come to you in your dreams. I've had plants come to me in my dreams. Sometimes people, it's just like all of a sudden you'll be walking around, you've never seen, um, I can remember I never saw evening primrose everywhere, anywhere. And then all of a sudden evening primrose was everywhere I went. And now, and now I don't ever see it anywhere. I don't see it anymore. So they, they come and they just, they, 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 get, they get your attention. So and if, if none of that works for you and, and you just can't find one, um, then just start with Yarrow. It's a good place to start. <laughs> because Yarrow, you know, it's been so long of a history of, of relationship with humans and with the proto-humans. And then, but the most important thing is just to open your heart and put the call out. I am looking for my teacher, my ally, where I show up in my life. And I guarantee you that they'll they'll, they'll show up. And so then, then the thing to do is to sit with that plant. When you first start learning with a plant, take some drops. If you, if that's the route, or you can make tea. Or you can be with the plant itself, which is always a good way to do it, and just sit, sit quietly, and just let the medicine of the plant wash over you. See what comes. See how you feel in your body. And of course, as part of this undertaking, you want to study yourself and your body before you take anything, so that you know what your ground state is, and then see how things shift and watch. And some people get have visionary experiences where they, they're very visionary, so they'll see images from the plants. Some people will hear. Some people feel in the body. Some people, you know, will be like, take it and be like, oh, yeah, I can feel that. It's like it's in my liver now, and I can feel it's like opening the ducts, and you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. But, and sometimes you'll just get like a, a song in your head, whether it's like a, like a pop song, and you're like, 
you know, get, get out of my head. I, I need to be doing this plant thing. But that's the plant is using some avenue in your psyche to, to get the message to you. You never know how it's going to go. So learning to, learning to see, there's no, there's no formula for this. You have to find out for you how the plants communicate with you. And what I found is that, and I talked about how each plant is a, is a living embodiment of the spiritual wisdom, and they all carry their healing force. So as you take the plant, there are certain pathways that they want to traverse in your body where they feel comfortable. And they like to have an embodied state of existence. They like to be in our bodies. I found that the plants love to come into my body and they'll look and they'll be like, oh, I'm in a body. And they'll move a little bit. They love that. But not everybody, not everybody has that relationship with them. But they, they'll move through these pathways. And I think this is how how their healing works, whether it's on this, on this uh, spiritual level or even on the physical level. You know, I remember I took a Qigong class and the, the Qigong, I was talking to the Qigong teacher guy who's, uh, whatever, who's a teacher, and he, he said he can, he can just like touch the plant and he can feel what meridian it goes down in his body and he knows that then that plant's good for that. He's like, oh, that's cool. So if you study enough, you'll, you'll, you can feel those pathways, but even if not, you can let them go and they'll come they'll find a place where you're blocked in that pathway and then they'll they'll try to move it some of them forcefully some of them gently but they want to clear you out so that you can receive their medicine more fully and then as that process goes on the more we receive their medicine through that clearing out process the more we can uh, embody their energy and the teachings that they have and it becomes a part of who we are so in, in Peru, they have developed this tradition of the dietas, which is, you know, going into, you know, like an isolation hut for months at a time and ingesting the same plant every day over and over and over again to the exclusion of all other stimuli as much as possible. And then, and then you know, that's where the concept of the plant teachers comes from. And then the, the plant becomes a part of your being when you do that. And when I went to do that at the behest of the plants, they said, you need to go down there and like learn about that from these people down there. So I went, and I was talking to one of the shamans. We were, I was going to buy a, a tobacco pipe from him that his dad had carved. And, and we started talking, and he, he brought up a plant that I work with called Iboga. I never, I didn't say anything to him about it. Nobody down there knew I worked with that plant. And he just said... Oh, you know, you know about it. You know iboga, and I said, "Well, how do you know that?" And he said, "I can see it in you." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> and I said, "How do you know about it?" <laughs> and he said, "Oh, some guy was here a little while back, and he told me about it." So he like heard it from this guy, and then saw it in me. And then I said, "Do you see any other plants in me?" And he's like, "Oh, I hear plants all over you." <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing something right. So we can do it our way too, which is just like what I'm talking about, just invite these plants into our lives and then they become part of who we are. And what I found is, at first, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting psychological process because you're like, wait, is that me that's creating this or is it the plant's energy that's creating it? And then after I went through that for a while, I realized it doesn't matter because... There, there's a thing that's happening between the meeting of these two different consciousness, consciousnesses, between the plant's consciousness and mine, 
And the genius of the plants is that they interface with our, our consciousness and then they can see what we need to do to awaken ourselves and to transform ourselves. And they have a, a, an understanding of the intricacies of the human psyche for whatever reason. I think it's just that we've evolved together. So they really, really understand how we operate. So we invite them into our lives. They illuminate who we are. So as they do that, we're letting go of things that we think are who we are, but they're not really. And it's kind of a little scary at first sometimes. And then you realize, oh, they're showing me who I really am. And then they help support that illumination. And then this, and then this process happens where as they illuminate who we are, we're able to embody more who they are and see the medicine of the plant more. And it just goes on and on and on until you know, just this vibration rises when you work with the plants, which hopefully you'll, you'll see working with this plant. Because I feel like this is one that really um, has been enlivened by the community, especially recently. So let's do that. Yeah. Seems like a good segue. And, 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 and just taking, taking a few drops is enough. And this, this aspen that I have is a very special aspen. Um, uh, a very good friend of mine who I won't name in case there's some kind of um, weird like plant police person that is going to hear this talk at some point. But, um, <laughs> someone who's, who's if, if not the most respectful and reverential person I know, is, is, is one, of, one of the most. And she was called after working with Aspen, which when she first started working with it, she would take Aspen and they would completely tweak her out. She thought, oh, I, I, that, that's not my medicine. And it was like she realized the reason it was her medicine was because it was tweaking, right? It had something really important to teach her. And so she started working with it. She actually, um, she accidentally mixed a batch of Hawthorne and Aspen together and thought she was going to in trouble, she was working for me. And then mm-hmm. we were like, maybe you're supposed to take Aspen and Hawthorne together. So she took them together and then it changed her relationship with the plant. And uh, anyway, so she was called to go to visit Pando, which is in Utah, which is the name that was given to the, what's considered by some, the largest and oldest organism on Earth. It's 80,000 years old. There's a mushroom fungal colony in Washington that might be of similar age and, and, uh, and, and, and age and size, but it doesn't matter. This is, if not the oldest, one of the oldest beings. So she was called to go visit this particular grove of aspens, and she uh, went there and she found a, a tree that had fallen over, and then the reason I was saying she's reverential and respectful is because she like, really asked permission. Cause People aren't supposed to harvest from that particular spot. So this is made from that. As you're the oldest living organism. So take a couple of drops. And when we do this, when we the other, the other thing I'd recommend is is doing this work in groups because when we do it in groups, especially sitting in a circle, is the best. 
it, it amplifies the effects of the medicine. So people will have experiences, I have experiences way more strongly when I do it in a group than when I do it alone. And just settle in, feel your grounding, you know, get that alignment between the sky and the earth and your being, and then allow your consciousness to settle in your heart and expand out. So we're, we're, we're letting it expand out because we're, we're interfacing with this other energy, this other consciousness. And so the more uh, expanded we are, the easier it is for the intermingling to happen. <clears throat> and then I'm gonna, I'll sing a song that the plant gave me. <coughs> the songs the songs that I sing from the plants are not songs that, oh, I want to write an Aspen song today. It's, it's the Aspen is offering me this song as a representation of its medicine and a way to open up the space to connect with it. So. And then it, normally it's nice to like really connect with like the bottle of tincture, but because we have such a big group, it'd be nice if we just... Take it and pass it so it, that the medicine moves around so everybody gets a chance to get it in a, in a good, reasonable amount of time. We sing to you in the night. We sing to you in the wind. Just listen for us, we are always with you when you sing you are never alone just listen for us we are always with you when you sing you are never alone we sing to you in the night we sing to you just listen for us, we are always with you when you sing, you are never alone. Just listen for us, we are always with you when you sing, you are never alone. When you sing, you are never alone. Hear the voices, they're calling you home. My child, we are here, there is nothing to fear. Find us dancing with joy in the wind. My child, we are here, there is nothing to fear. Find us Dancing with joy in the wind When you sing you are never alone Hear the voices, they're calling you home My child, we are here There is nothing to fear Find us dancing with joy in the wind my child, we are here, there is 
dancing with joy in the So staying in the in that state of communion, which is different than, than communication. We're not communicating with the plant. The communication implies a distance. We're communing. We're actually letting the energy intermingle with our own energy. So a real exchange of understanding is happening. Staying in that state, I'm gonna we we don't have the time or the, uh, there's so many people to have the sharing. I would love to hear what people's experiences are as time goes on, but um, hold your experience with you, and then I'm going to explain some of the experiences that I've had and that we've learned together as a community, <coughs> and uh, maybe you'll see if some of that, what you're experiencing, matches up with that. So the, being a colonial organism... And aspen, uh, you know, like I said, it grows, it, it spreads through underground root runners and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the underground part, the root mass, stays alive. Like I said, it can live, oldest one, 80,000 years. So there's, there's, this, there's one aspect to the plant that's just this, like, it's so old and deep. And it's, it's like beyond words and mind. And you can sink down into that root mass and kind of lose your sense of uh, individual identity in there in your conscious mind. It's a beautiful place to go and it, it's dark and deep. A beautiful place to be. And then on the above ground parts is this, this, this sense of newness. You know, the, 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 the individual trees themselves, the trunks, they don't last super long. Sometimes I see larger ones, but oftentimes they're, they don't last long. They're, they're falling apart, they're dying. There's this whole um, energy to them. And of course, the, 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 the shaking in the wind, they, there's a real liveliness that, that is in distinction to the underground, deep, heavy part. So you can access either of those, of those energies through Aspen. And Aspen is always growing places where there's underground waters so it has its feet in the waters and of course it has that relationship with the air and the wind through the leaves fluttering and <clears throat> the, the, the person who Aspen is really good for is the person who is, is fluttering in the mind anxiety because they're not connected with their emotional being so when, when we're when we're not attending to the matters of our heart, when we're not attending to the matters of our emotional beings, a dissonance occurs. So we're, we're, if we're in our mental sphere and we're not in the emotional, and they don't, so they don't match up, and it, a dissonance, and it creates this anxiety and this like uh, shaking. So Aspen is really good for that. So the person who Who's, who's in that place, it helps bring them down into their emotional awareness so then they can, they can be aware of it and, and, and let happen whatever needs to happen, like what I was talking about yesterday. And then on the other side, people who are sort of just in the emotional waters all the time and have trouble expressing themselves or bringing thought to it and just kind of get in the morass of that, 
helps bring them up into this place of like where the electricity of the thought can go and it can it can uh, the expression comes. It's a it's in a plant of great expression, muse like brings the muse like energies. <clears throat> and we we learn I learned through Matthew what uh, Dr. Bach said about Aspen was that it's for the people who are who are um, set aflutter by any external influence. So just like how the slightest little breeze will set the leaves aflutter, the person who is is um, is Aspen is good for is the same the same. They every everything that comes their way is like creates this this feeling of anxiety. And one of the things beautiful things that I learned from the plants is that you know, so people will come to me, say with that and they think, oh I have this horrible problem everywhere I go everything is is creating anxiety in me and and what Aspen has taught me and what all the plants have this teaching too, is there's this spectrum of, of being and a spectrum of healing and the things that we consider to be our, our um, you know, our, our faults in life, the things that are wrong with us, the major ones, those are the things that are actually on this continuum, this axis of our greatest gifts. So the person who is influenced by the slightest thing is the person who is able to be in connection with everything easily. And so what Aspen teaches is, how to be in proper relationship to that connection with everything. And I think that this is why Aspen is the oldest being on earth, because its medicine is about being connected with everything. So if you're in connection with everything, and you have a relationship with everything that's going on around you in a very fluid way, you're going to be supported by everything else that's around you. So that's why I imagine the Aspen's living so long. They're in this state of deep communion and connection with everything around them. <clears throat> and and what and then you, you can get into the physiological thing part of it too. You know, the 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 person who's who's got the anxiety of aspen, it's it's in their autonomic nervous system, the fight or flight is always engaged. So Matthew was talking some about that today, that that all those Accesses and the, the fight or flight mechanisms and and all that. When when it is constantly engaged, there's this heightened anxiety, right? And so, if one way to think about it is if yeah, if you're getting too much input from that connection, you're one of those people. You're going to be like in a fight or flight because you're like you feel like you're being attacked. But really, what's happening is 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 the the life force. I feel like Aspen is a is a is a is an embodiment of the of the life force of the earth and the universe like by communing with it we can learn how to fully receive that that medicine that energy <clears throat> and so then when we do then that we can drop the fight or flight thing and be be comfortable and we can actually rest in that in that awareness and i had this incredible experience 2 years ago out in an aspen grove by steens mountain or was it? Maybe it was last year. No, two years. It doesn't matter. It was a year or two years ago, and and uh, we did this wild ceremony where we um, we first did we, we a group of people I had out there. We we did a meditation down into the roots, and then we came up to the to the leaves, 
And then we just allowed ourselves to spontaneously make sound inspired by that. Aspen is a throat chakra remedy about expression. It really opens that, that expression up. <coughs> and I believe it's one of the thyroid cooling remedies as well. Getting to that throat. So so we did that and then we, you know, we 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 let ourselves wildly express. Oh, and before that we dan- we did a conga line through the through the trees, dancing and singing together. Which is so nice, just to, something you you would think, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. But like actually having the experience of just like dancing in a line through like the trees with a bunch of people singing was it's, it's a glorious experience. And and so we did all that. We had this like expressive moment, and and I just became completely possessed by the in a good way by the Aspen spirit and. One of, one of the ways that, that the Aspen um, comes to me is as this old crone. So this old crone came into my body and she was like, walking, walking through, the, through the forest there. And she was, she was blessing everything. Like this blessing. Oh, just a total state of reverence, acknowledging the, the, the dignity of everything. Right? From the tiniest little, it was like everything was her child. She was the tiniest little, you know rock there and like oh the leaves on this tree and oh this bush and oh that person laying over there crying and shaking on the ground doing their aspen thing and and, and I was I was I was you know receiving you know this energy coming through me and and it was intense to, to feel so much life force coming through me and so much of that blessing energy. And then I would go into a state of just Purging, you know, I wasn't actually puking, but like energetic purging and shaking so that my channel could get clearer, so this energy could flow through me even more. And I just got to bask in this, in this sense. And what the Aspen told me is that the, the that is a, a normal function of, of humanity is to be the witnesses to the divinity, the divinity of everything, and to really like. See, see that and experience that and, and, and do that and through that through that act which is represented by the, the, the shaking of the leaves so you can now when you see the aspen shaking you can realize oh they're like blessing everything around them blessing you as you walk by and through that and I'm going to call this energy into the space right now this, this energy of this blessing Call it in here and see if you can receive it. And there's this thing that happens where the, the material body loosens up a little bit. You get really connected with the spirit. And there's there's like this uh, this like golden substance that's that's pervading the entire universe. That's the, the molecules of life force, which that's the best way I can describe it. I think you know what I'm talking about. And through that act of blessing, we're interacting on that very fundamental level and in direct participation with the creation, the ongoing creation of the universe. And that's what Aspen can bring to us. And so so my my feeling from that, I mean that that's you know, one of the highest teachings, if not the highest teaching I've received from the planet. And my thought is like, wow, if this being is 80, you know, can live to be 80,000 years old, or however long, so long, this, this should be something we study, 
this is a plant we should do a deep study with because if we want to live good, full lives as humans and be healthy and whole, it probably would behoove us to study the oldest living being on earth. That's what I'm thinking. And I think that this, this energy of blessing that it brings and this thing that I was talking about, this communion and this direct participation with, with the force of life is probably a good way to, to live a good life. So I encourage you to continue your study in whatever way you can with this plant and with with other plants to to uncover these other hidden treasures that they have to offer us. There's so so much wisdom out there waiting waiting for us. And and I'm going to see if I can tie, tie this into this Renaissance medicine theme somehow. The, 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 the thing that I love about this conference is that we're going back to the old ways and also finding the, the, the new ways that, that are in alignment with our culture now so that we can do what the plants are saying is like reinvigorate a new culture of understanding because we can't we can't we can't do just do healing on the individual level. We have to heal the entire culture. And when I hear Judith talking and Matthew talking and Sage talking, I hear people who are talking about about understanding the concepts of the universe in a way that really makes sense so that we can align ourselves with that. And that's where the real medicine is coming from. And then all the details flow down from there. <clears throat> so the last thing I want to bring let's have let's just have a moment of silence here just a couple minutes just to be in the presence of this plant spirit this being so I, if you're experiencing anything like me what I'm experiencing, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, the 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 beings of this plant really reaching out, calling, calling to us, and it 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 feeds it feed that feeds my faith in in life, and certainly is what drives me and keeps me going in life is knowing that there is something out there beyond who I am that has uh, my best interests in mind, that wants to see me fully awaken to the uh, totality of who I am and encourage the expression of that in the best way possible. So I'm going to read something. I, I have a, a, a medicinal plant field guide coming out in the uh, early spring, next spring. And uh, the book that I was writing before that, that got interrupted to do that project, I'm going to read you something from the what will be the conclusion of that book to, to close things out. The plants are speaking to us. They are the dreams of the earth. They are the voices that whisper the teachings and the mysteries of life. All we have to do is listen. 
listen not just with our ears, but with our whole beings. They speak to us of other ways of organizing ourselves as communities and as distinct entities. If we listen, we will remember and transform. As we remember, we can choose to align ourselves with these beings, each containing spiritual truths that can help to guide us in our everyday and spiritual lives. By opening ourselves and listening to the plants and allowing them to transform us, the structures we have absorbed through our culture of separation will break down and we will gain access to a new understanding and a new way of being. If we truly allow ourselves to receive these teachings, we can co-create a culture based not on fear nor in separation, but in wholeness, integration, and understanding of each seemingly distinct entity's place and role in the fabric of life. They are showing us how to arrange ourselves in the same way that that nature arranges herself to allow life to thrive in a beautiful way. As we, in this time of remembrance, receive the tremendous blessing of these teachings and allow this new way of being to inform how we exist in the web of life, each succeeding generation will have an easier time. The structures will be dismantled and will have less and less influence over us. Remember that the suffering you endure, the sorrows you release, the darkness and madness you face within yourself, and all of the work that you do to remember will leave a great legacy for those who are to come. A revolution in consciousness is taking place, one that can save our planet. We are being asked to return to our roots. Let us open our eyes and ears to the plant teachers that inhabit our lands, the places where we live, breathe, conceive, give birth, and die. Let us reestablish our connection with the spirits, that which is programmed into our DNA and is our birthright as humans. Let us resume our role as a species in this web of life. Let us open our hearts and minds to the teachings of the native spirits wherever we live, and let us implement their wisdom now. you everybody for for um, participating in this experience and helping to uh, call in Aspen and increase our connection and then just for being here for the whole weekend and and receiving all of these teachings and what what I, I think I can speak for everyone who, who who presented here that the greatest gift that we can receive from you is for you to really take what we've offered and embodied in your lives and share with other people so that this wisdom spreads all throughout and does just what I was describing there. So, thank you.